0: Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome. Hey, I'm not getting anything in the headphones. We got audio? Okay. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, The Madman, and uh, my pronouns are he, him, because I am not so insane to think that science has to bend to my will. I'm also single, ladies. So if you like romantic evenings from a, uh, with a man who rants about witches, aliens, Christianity, and other news, I'm available. But you have to pay. My car needs all sorts of electrical work. So you need to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron, get access to all of our video content behind the paywall. Three bucks a month. Very cheap. Uh, or you could just send me money through a uh, cash app. Use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio. All one word. I would appreciate it. So, seeing as it's coming into the Halloween season, uh, and, you know, I talked a little bit about it last week, I'm going to talk about a few more things today, because uh, I'm just in the the mood of the season. (laughs) So, today I'm talking about witches, warlocks, and wizards. So, I'm a Christian. I believe in miracles, and miracles are not magic. Even if Jesus rubbed some spit-flavored mud on your eyes and cured your blindness, that's a miracle, not magic. There are some tests, texts that say that when God cast out the rebellious third of angels, that they came to earth to bang human women and teach them magic. And that's where the origin of witches comes from. And now here's the thing, is like that, the whole tale of being uh, the, the rebellious third being cast out of heaven and onto earth. It seems like, number one, it's something that God probably wouldn't allow, and uh, number two, um, well, maybe he did want to allow. Anyway, so um, it sounds like something that a repressed priest, (laughs) a celibate priest would say, well, if I were evil, what would I do? I would come to earth and bang all the women and teach them magic tricks. And so that's where the origin of witches really comes from. I mean, I get it. As a modern man, I I am in awe of the power of God. And in the 1500s, I would totally buy that power was attainable by evil people who consort with evil spirits. So alas, I would probab- probably be one of those guys saying that we need to burn the witch. But 1500s madman is stupid and uneducated because-, because modern madman understands that magic isn't real. Spells aren't real. There is no special combination of words that will make it rain for your crops or place a jack sprat curse upon a fat man. Witches and wizards aren't real. Take stage magicians, for example. Not the same thing, you say? Fuck you. They are exactly the same thing. Stage magicians use psychology, sleight of hand, deception, distraction, and mathematics in in order to create the illusion of magic. Interesting factoid, humans are the only creatures that can combine all these skills to create this effect. You ever do some magic for a monkey? They will lose their shit like a San Francisco Poop Patrol employee with a traumatic brain injury. The witches and wizards of yore have been downgraded to the Joe Bluth areas of our society due to our collective education and intelligence. Even the dumbest people walking this planet today know that David Copperfield probably knows how to palm a playing card and that David Blaine is pulling a fast one on you and not actually channeling the dark forces because he sold his soul to Satan. Plus, the idea that Satan needs to buy souls is ridiculous, considering all the billions he got for free. Sure, I'm skeptical about magic, and it's a crying shame that people through the centuries have been persecuted for witchcraft based upon the idea that God's power can be accessed by man or woman. Believe me, I understand that the idea of burning witches comes from the Christians of a certain time. They believe so certainly in the power of God that there must be an antithesis on the flip side of that coin, and in their uneducated, irrational fear, they murdered thousands of innocent people on the basis of conjecture. Like I said last week, we are the monsters. And those Puritans who burned witches at the stake were so blind and uneducated that they could not see the true evil in that situation. And here's the thing. The Salem witch trials happened in Salem, Massachusetts. Did I say that right? Sorry, Massachusetts, (laughs) where there were no witches. Now Salem has become an occultist Mecca where they think that there is magical power in the place where they tried to burn away the witchcraft. Oh, the irony. It makes me wonder about the Highlander Holy Ground rule. Would they magically be stopped from fighting on Holy Ground? Or is it just considered bad form to spill blood on Holy Ground? Now, I don't believe in holy ground any more than I do in magic. For all the power is God's, and all the ground was created by God. No amount of gesticulating over a baby, over water, over a meal, or even your golf clubs is going to make any difference whatsoever. It's just as pointless as saying, God bless you, when someone sneezes, because at one time Christians thought sneezes meant the devil was sneaking up on you. And newsflash. Credence Clearwater Revival
1: did not put a spell on you. So that was my rant. (laughs) My rant
0: about witches and magic.
1: It's not real.
0: So go out there this Halloween and have a good time. Nothing to be afraid of. Just a bunch of mischievous humans out and about. (laughs) And we are the monsters. Okay, so I've been thinking about UFOs for a few weeks now, and I want to talk about them just a little bit. Uh, Now, it's easy to start at the Roswell incident, and most people do. However, I just want to mention Ezekiel's uh, wheels within wheels, uh, which could be a reference to a UFO. But as Kira said in The Dark Crystal, "Prophets, prophets don't know everything. Also, there are UFOs depicted in Renaissance paintings, so it's not like the idea of metal things in the sky is a new concept. It's not like there was nothing before the atomic bombs were dropped, dropped on Japan. What I will say is that UFO sightings spiked after those atomic bombs because everyone on Earth was suddenly very concerned about watching the skies because hot, vaporizing death could be upon us all at any second. And that, or that was the fear during the Cold War. Even when testing the first atomic bomb, Oppenheimer was like, eh, there's a chance that it could ignite the oxygen in our atmosphere and kill every living thing on Earth. On Earth. <laughs> but if that happens, it's not like you can fire me, so here goes. And afterwards, Oppenheimer quoted the Anagata Davida, I think that's how it's pronounced, and by saying, Now I am become death, destroyer of worlds, which is a very mature and respectable quote from him because he understood that he had helped what he had helped to innovate and its possible impact on the future of humanity. That's an old school way to look at things, in my humble opinion. It's pensive, sober, and sad. What does all this have to do with UFOs? Well, when we all feared death raining from the sky, everyone on the planet started looking upwards towards the heavens and started noticing more. It's kind of like the birth of the internet. We didn't realize the human population was so obsessed with porn until we were able to see how much of the internet was porn. We didn't realize that we were surrounded by assholes until we went into the chat rooms. So humanity started taking a hard look at the sky and found that we ha- what we have been looking for, somewhat. Seek and you shall find. Now, when it comes to Roswell, well, sure you may say, sure you may say, uh, sure something may have, may have crashed there. I'll put it that way. Sure something may have crashed there. Maybe some young army officer made a mistake. I've, I've been in the military. I know that that can happen. Assuming it was just a weather balloon, the military realized that they could spin this in the press to make our enemies think that the U.S. has access to advanced alien technology that could scare off our enemies and rivals from trying to attack us or work against us. After all, the victory in the Second World War was all based upon technological innovations, such as the atomic bomb. And warfare has been like that ever since, where it's just trying to get the... (laughs) advanced technical uh, uh, technology, the advanced technology, in
1: order to win wars. So, (laughs) assuming it was just a weather balloon, I lost my place. All right,
0: so, wow, I'm going to edit that out when I clip this later. But if it were an actual UFO, if the Roswell crash, quote-unquote, was an actual UFO, and the military hid its findings in order to reverse-engineer technology and protect the public. All things considered, I would rather some military guys try to figure out advanced technology, rather some kids in the desert poking dead alien bodies with a stick. We don't know about their diseases or radiation or a million other things. I would rather professionals, quote-unquote professionals, try to figure out an alien spaceship in an underground hangar, not out near a podunk Arizona town that no one would visit, if rumors of an alien spaceship crashing there did not exist. Now I want to talk about Betty and Barney Rubble, Hill. Betty and Barney Hill. Sorry. An interracial couple in 1961. Noteworthy. Uh, they claim they had been abducted, abducted by aliens in New Hampshire. Now this is uh, an important news story because it, it is probably one of the first uh, alien abduction stories to occur in quote-unquote the U.S. U.S. press. And so um, they claim they were kidnapped by aliens in New Hampshire, and perhaps you've heard of them. All right, now there are three top things that I think aliens would want from Earth if they came here. Number one, they would want component resources, uh, gold, uranium, or whatever we got here that they don't on their home planet. Two, liquid water for unlimited purposes. Three, it would be the wide range of biological life on this planet, most specifically and interesting of which. Are human beings, and so maybe the aliens want to check us out, inside and out. Maybe they even have sex with us. Sounds like fallen angel to me. For whatever their nefarious purposes, but when it comes to Benny, uh, Barney, and Betty, I think they're full of shit. They're they talk about missing time. Betty had dreams about it. It sounds very much like my writing process: get a few drinks in me, go to sleep, have a fever dream, boom. I got a fiction story, just like Betty and Barney Hill. All right, I think hypnosis is bullshit, so I'm not even going to bring that up. Oh, too, too late. The point is, is that people love attention. And I think that the Rebels loved that the, the press, excuse me, I, I think the Hills loved the press they got because they hushed, in, the hushed undertone was more about an interracial couple than an alien abduction. Do you find it more likely that aliens saw a black man and a white woman in a car together and had to do something about it, or was it possibly a couple of rednecks in a truck with a six-pack? Fucking racist aliens. Anyway, I can go on, by, on and on, case by case, trying to debunk every single one of them, because it's a frightening thought to me to think that there are aliens out there watching us and we don't know if they are benevolent or malevolent. I've talked with military pilots, I worked in top-secret shit, and I've never seen anything that convinced me that aliens exist, but believe me, there's a ton of military pilots that are convinced, okay? I prefer to think that it's all an elaborate flyboy joke on us normies. After all, the idea that we are alone in the universe is
1: just as terrifying. However, there would be less anal probing. wet my whistle. All right, so in keeping with uh, the
0: scary theme, the, um, the Halloween theme, stuff that scares me, like aliens and people who believe in magic, <coughs> I, 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 I went through the trouble of making a list of things that scare me, you know, like genuinely cause fear in me. And so it's just so if I have any enemies out there, you know how to take me down. All right. So here's a list of things that, you know, I didn't number them. I really should have, but I didn't number them. All right. Here's the first one in no particular order. Okay. No particular order. I'm not going to rank them. You're going to have to figure out what scares me the most. That's that's on you. All right. So heights. I'm uh, Generally, I'm okay at heights if there's uh, like an enclosure. Like if I'm uh, 20 stories up in a skyscraper or something like that, I'm okay. Because I can still feel like I'm 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 on ground level. There's still the illusion of ground level. All right, and so that's okay. But if I go near like a uh, even if I go near a window and look down, I'm okay. I'm fine. If I go to the top of the Eiffel Tower over at King's Dominion here in Virginia, is it still called King's Dominion? It, yeah, okay. It got it got bought by Paramount or something anyway. Long story short, I'd go up to the top of that and it's all like barred in like it's a a cage like a a prison in the air. And so um I'm I'm even okay on in places like that but if 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 I'm like looking over the side and and it's just like one little shove one gust of wind (laughs) and I'm unintentionally falling to my death that is terrifying to me and when I see these videos on YouTube of these parkour guys that go like like 40 stories up and they're jumping across buildings like some sort of insane Batman person all right because I mean that would be the story that would that would that, that's the way bruce wayne's life would end <laughs> like you would miss a jump on like his third week of being batman <laughs> and that'd be it and it's like philanthropist bruce bruce wayne found dead in a batman costume <laughs> with a broken bat line okay but those parkour videos of people jumping across buildings up there the, ooh, that's terrifying to me well, uh, ironically if i ever decided to jump off a building intentionally, that doesn't frighten me at all. That sounds like fun. Isn't that weird? But if unintentionally falling is what scares me, isn't that weird? Huh. Anyway, um, the next thing I'm scared of is women I'm attracted to. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that can sympathize with me on this. And women that I'm attracted to scare me because I know they could get me to do anything. (laughs) And sometimes that's not a good thing. You know, it's, you know, she says, "You know, I quit smoking. Uh, anything to have sex with you. <laughs> I'll quit it all. All right, I'll I'll quit it all. I'll start voting Democrat <laughs> for some boontang. <laughs> anyway, and so that's uh, that's another thing. That's so that's that's what scares me is that I know how malleable I am in 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 the arms of a beautiful woman." You know, and I, I consider that a weakness in myself and I hate myself for it and so forth. And I'd rather go through my life pretending I'm an incel just to infiltrate their community and then uh, deal with all the crazy, you know, cause there's a lot of crazy involved in any relationship, even friendships, you know, there are friendships that I've had and I'm just like, I need to walk away from all this crazy. Cause there's so much crazy in this, in this friendship I have, he's, he's not even paying attention to me. <laughs> But that's the point is like when it comes to women that I'm attracted to, that's scary to me because I know I could start compromising my values just to get that sweet, sweet punani, you know, and it is a weakness in myself. It's a fault in myself, you know, to know that, you know, I think I've been pretty good lately about standing my ground when it comes to women, because uh, it's it's funny. It's like when I. When I kind of realized I was like, uh, I th- yeah, I'm probably definitely dying alone." Uh, when, when I came to that realization, that's when I just stopped giving a fuck when it came to women, and that's when I started like, uh, telling women, even pretty women, what I think <laughs> about what they're saying or what they're, what they're doing or something like that. And, and I ended up like, disliking some very, very hard, <laughs> very severely. Ended up co- disliking them, and those are the girls who like started becoming interested in me, and I'm just like, ah, I'll, I'll never understand women, and so that's why it's something that I'm afraid of is women that I'm attracted to. Um, another thing I'm attracted uh, attracted to. <laughs> it's kind of a different different uh, different side of the same coin, huh? Attraction and fear. Anyway, so another thing that I fear is being surprised by spiders. All right. If I see, there's a spider on the web outside the studio here, all right? And I like to go up there, and, I, and I'll blow smoke at him. And it's like, hey, stupid spider, you don't know what's happening. <laughs> i blow, some, yeah, I, you know, bully a spider, basically, just to make myself feel better. And so, um, but if, if I'm sitting there and I'm playing a video game, because it's always when I'm playing a video game, right? And I'm just, I'm in the zone in the video game or something like that, and a spider comes down off the ceiling, lands on your face, whoo! I, I mean, it could be the smallest spider and the spider outside the studio is pretty damn big. All right. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't, I don't punch down, <laughs> but if a little tiny spider comes off the ceiling onto your face and you weren't expecting it, I will, I will start acting like a little, like a seven-year-old girl, you know, just throw my curds and way at it. Anyway, so spiders is another, being surprised, surprised by spiders is scary to me. Uh, Another thing I fear is success. Um, The idea that maybe like, I get PewDiePie's numbers on my YouTube or something like that, that scares the ever-loving shit out of me. And uh, if you read any kind of news story about somebody like PewDiePie, you would realize why that would scare the shit out of anybody, or why it should scare the shit out of anybody. Because all of a sudden, you're under scrutiny of the entire world. When you get like 100 million subscribers, you're under the scrutiny of the entire world. You know, I got, what, 77 subscribers on my YouTube? A couple thousand podcast podcast subscribers, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. If if (laughs) if all of a sudden overnight I start getting three hundred thousand comments on my videos and views on my videos, and everyone has something to say about my insane ass, and he's like, that's scary. It could be hurtful. It could hurt my feelings. I dare you. <laughs> uh, okay, so success another thing I'm afraid of uh afraid of. <clears throat> um another thing I'm afraid of is being alone in a place full of strangers. If my friend says, "Hey, I got this party. Let's go over here and let's go to this party." I'm like, "Uh who's this who's party?" I don't I don't know that guy. I don't I probably I won't know anybody there. And you you go with your friend and he's like, you go to the party, you have some drinks and stuff like that. And I'm I'm right next to my friend the entire time. He's like I don't know any of you motherfuckers, you know. I I'm that socially awkward, you know. And so my friend's like, hey man, we're gonna go ride in the car and have a smoke, you know. You want, uh you you gonna chill here? He's like, yeah, you know I I don't do that. So I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna chill here with a bunch of strangers. No, put me in the car. I don't care if I get hotboxed. I don't want, I don't like strangers. <laughs> Another thing I'm afraid of is horses. I'm sure you've heard me mention this many, many times before. Horses are the spawn of the devil, and they are 100% evil. And we, pin, we box them in in these little, in these, these flimsy fences, flimsy fences. And, the, and they, we have little girls. We have little girls training them to jump over fences all the time, and the horses don't jump over the fences. They stay and let little
1: girls ride them. What the hell are they up to? Horses. Terrifying. Another thing that scares
0: me is deep water or the ocean, specifically the ocean, and they're like, wait a minute, madman. Didn't you join the Navy? Yes. I was also very scared of spiders when I was uh, quite young, a lot younger, like sh- spiders all the time. Scared of spiders in, in any situation. Now now I bully them to make myself feel, yeah, I'm a big tough guy now. And so... um. And so I kind of like forced myself to expose myself to spiders more. I try to pick them up and stuff like that. just to force myself into exposure. And I thought maybe the Navy would help uh, make me less afraid of drowning to death in the ocean or be pro- more, more likely be eaten by sharks or something or swallowed by a whale. Oh, my God. I'd rather be eaten by shark- sharks than be, be have God pull a Jonah on me. All right. <laughs> Being slowly digested by a plankton eater. Anyway, so... The ocean is terrifying to me, and the idea of, like, getting blown off the aircraft carrier or something like that scares the ever-loving shit out of me, and I was lucky I didn't go out to sea a whole lot, and even, uh, even if I did go out to sea, I mean, I, there was a ton of ships around me that would have been able to help me, so it's like, I doubt I would have been lost at sea, and it happens, all right? It happens, like, I think it was like one or two sailors, like, every year fall overboard, fall overboard, never heard from again. They miss muster the next morning, and they're like, whoa. Then they'll do a search. They'll send out choppers and stuff like that. They'll start looking, but odds are, by the muster the next morning, no way. And that's a terrifying thought to me, and I don't think that's a, it's that irrational because I looked up the fear of a, the ocean. It's thalassophobia, and I don't think that I have it because I don't think it's an irrational fear of being eaten by sharks or, more or worse, drowning. <laughs> I don't think that's irrational. Um, another thing that scares me is a solar flare that wipes out every hard drive on Earth, and we all have to start over. All right, none of us have our resume on file anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like we all we all have to go buy new hard drives, and we all got to start typing in our resumes again. <laughs> we gotta we gotta download the software from work. We got we gotta get this. Uh, we gotta set up <laughs> our uh, what are our mail filters again? Oh, doesn't that sound tedious? Doesn't doesn't that sound like a tedious nightmare? I think that when I had that dream about a world like that, I think that was my, uh, my math side of my brain was it the left side of your brain, (laughs) math side of my brain having that dream. Um, and uh, yeah, and this is the last thing I have for the things that scare me. And I think it's kind of an important one. And one thing, uh, one last thing that scares me is a second civil war In the United States. And the simple fact of the matter is that I am not interested in digging all the holes and burying all you soy boys and angry liberal sluts. I'm not interested in doing that. Because once you take your crazy rioting bullshit out of this past the city lines and you start interacting or fighting with people who eat meat and know what an AR 15 is, all right, so many of you are going to die. You're going to die of exposure in the summer. Okay, because you're not eating properly. (laughs) All right. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a bunch, a bunch of vegetarian, liberal white kids starting up all this nonsense. All right. And those are the people who want to start a war. You know, you want you may want to say that, like, Black Lives Matter wants a war. And it's like, no, I really don't think that they want a war. All right. It's the, the militant ones are a bunch of rich, vegan, asshole, liberal kids. That's all. And so a second civil war scares the shit out of me because, I mean, you've seen it. You've seen some of these quote-unquote protests, which are really rioters. They're going past the city lines, going across bridges and into the suburbs, and the suburbs ain't having it. All right? It's not going to turn out as well as you think it is.
1: It's all very fun to go LARP in the streets in Minneapolis or Philly That's all fun and games in a liberal city run by liberal people. Come out in the county. We'll show you how the
0: county rolls. All right? (laughs) We got tons of assault rifles. You're fucked. You're fucked if you try to start a war with anything that isn't a city. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You don't want city-states. You don't want this turning into the world from the Hunger Games. Because that's what the Hunger Games Society is. That's a society run by Democrats. (laughs) All the cities have all the wealth and power. (laughs) And the people in the country, they got to fend for them fucking selves. (laughs) That's what it is. So, that's the things that scare me for this coming Halloween. Just so you know, enemies out there. All right, uh, one more thing before we get into the news worth knowing. Is, uh, somebody recently said to me, why put all this hate and anger out into the universe? <laughs> you know how vast the universe is, okay? It's huge. It can handle my anger. And if you think I have hate in my heart, then you are you are very misinformed and you must be watching some horrible edit that I did on my YouTube channel. Okay. I got lazy one day and did a horrible, horrible snippet. Okay. And so, but I think it's hilarious to think that the universe cannot contain my anger. All right. And if you want to talk about karma, like putting out my anger or my quote unquote hate out into the universe, you know, if you think that that, you know, has some sort of Ripple effect throughout the the spiritual universe. You know, go blow it out your ass. All right, that's a bunch of nonsense. That's the idea of karma. All right, karma is absurd to me. Sorry for who is it? The Hindus. Sorry, Hindus out there. But karma is a load of bullshit. Okay, you get these, you know, horrible murderers. You know, you talk about like just the Columbine killers, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. I believe that's their names. You know, they killed all those kids, and then shot themselves. Where's the karma? Where's the karma in that? Okay, there are people who are out there living righteous lives, living good lives, and still getting fucked over every single day. Where's the karma? There's no such thing as karma. Okay, the universe. I look at the universe. It's not as something that I'm going to disturb if I don't tiptoe into the universe. I look at the universe as a big, giant, never-ending room that I can scream into. The internet is just in the universe. <laughs> so I'm not afraid of putting out my anger out there. In fact, I've compartmentalized most of my anger into one hour a week. And it has done wonders for me in terms of my mental health. Okay. And so that's why I want you to go over to patreon.com, become a patron, patreon.com slash radio, become a patron. Help me to do this for a living. I need some work on my car. I need some cash. uh, You can also send me money through Cash App. Use cash tag shockmonkeyradio, all one word. I would
1: appreciate it. Now, it's about time to get into the news worth knowing after I wet my whistle. Mm. Flavor saver, my mustache. Okay, let's talk about Philly, huh? (coughs) Excuse me. Alright, protesters,
0: raid shops, ATMs, after Philadelphia police shooting. Uh, Several Rite Aid pharmacies and other retail stores were burglarized. Uh, Angry protesters clashed with police and looted businesses in western Philadelphia Monday night after a 27-year-old black man was shot to death in a confrontation with city officers earlier that day. Walter Wallace, who was allegedly holding a knife, was fatally shot by two police officers who were responding to a complaint about a man with a weapon in Cobbs Creek, according to the Associated Press. He, quote, advanced towards the officer, officers, who then fired several times, the outlet reported. Excuse me. Uh, Wallace was hit in both the shoulder and the chest and taken, into police, uh, taken in a police vehicle to a hospital where he died. Following Wallace's death, which was recorded and posted on social media, hundreds of people, some armed with bricks, protested in the 52nd Street uh, Commercial District, and the demonstration quickly turned violent. Police cars and dumpsters were set ablaze, and NBC10 Philadelphia reported at least 30 police officers were hurt. All right, that's not a demonstration. I'm sick and tired of these news agencies talking about burning dumpsters (laughs) and police cars and calling it a demonstration. That's a riot. Uh, A 56-year-old sergeant was struck by a truck and hospitalized with a broken leg, among other injuries. Stores, including several Rite Aid pharmacies, a restaurant, and a clothing and shoe shops were broken into. Two ATMs were also reported to have been smashed. More than 30 people were arrested during the confrontation, according to the police. The Philadelphia Police Department confirmed to Fox News that two women and four men were arrested in looting at uh, Snipe Snipes Sneaker stores. <laughs> four men were arrested in looting at American Kids' store. Seven men were arrested in looting at three Rite Aid locations. One man was arrested in looting at Jezebel restaurant and five juveniles were charged with looting a footlocker. So shoes seems to be the shoes and kids clothes. That seems to be the priority of these, uh, disenfranchised demonstrators. City police commissioner, Danielle outlaw arrived at the scene shortly after the shooting and wrote in a statement that she had heard and felt the anger of the community quote residents have my assurance that those questions will be fully addressed by the investigation, she promised. The names of the two officers involved in the shooting were not immediately released. Both were taken off-street duty, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. Quote, my, p- my prayers are with the family and the friends of Walter Wallace, Mayor Jim Kinney uh, said in a statement. I have watched the video of the tragic incident and prevents difficult questions that must be answered. I spoke tonight with Mr. Wallace's family and will continue to reach out to hear their concerns firsthand. And to answer their questions to the extent that I am able. Very politic answer, uh, statement I should say. Uh, Wallace's father, Sir uh, Walter Wallace Senior, uh, told the inquirer that his son strugg- struggled with mental issues, and that his wife had been trying to defuse the situation. Uh, why, this was a quote: "Why didn't they use a taser?" he asked, referring to electrical stun guns sometimes using uh, used to avoid deadly force. The 52nd Street corridor has been in the scene of unrest this year. Amid nation- nationwide protests over social and racial inequality, following the killing of George Floyd, a black man who has por- perished while being detained by Minneapolis police, they used "perished" this time. That's better, I guess. Just something different. Um, here's the thing: uh, I, I seen the video. The, I, I've seen the video of this uh, this guy getting shot. And uh, <laughs> if you're charging at cops like that, you sorry, you're 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 going to get shot. You're going to get shot. And I don't know what the, the issue is, you know, about the race of this person. If, that, if anyone did that, you know, you're risking getting shot. And let me tell you something about tasers. People can get tased and still keep moving. <laughs> I think it was part of a gag in the Hangover movie with Zach Galifianakis. Shot in the face, still moving. And even the cop makes a joke. Some of these big boys take some two charges, to take them down. And when you got adrenaline pumping through your system, you're more likely to be able to resist a stun gun. Okay? There's all sorts of things that can happen and go wrong. But lethal force should always be on the cop's hip. And it should always be employed when necessary. You start running at somebody with a knife, that is the most dangerous uh, uh, situation for a police officer. Because you can cover
1: a lot of ground charging at a cop with a knife before you even get the holster out and your gun drawn. Okay? And all these all these people rioting and raiding shops and looting, you know? Yeah, for what? For the cops doing what they need to do? Anyway. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm angry, I'm kind of a weary
0: with all of this nonsense, and I'm sure you are too. People start, should start behaving like human beings again, all right? And quit making about you know, the color of the person's skin who charged at cops with a knife, all right? That doesn't mean that there's any racism and that gives you free reign over the city to take every sneaker you want. That's about greed, that's not about justice, that's about greed. That's about wanting something for nothing, and you're using this death as an excuse to take things that don't belong to you. Anyway, let's move on to this next story. Uh, big, te- big tech giant summoned to Senate after social dilemma backlash. Uh, the leaders of three of the, uh, three of the biggest tech companies in the world are facing a dilemma of their own after a Netflix documentary about the issues caused by their services sparked a Senate hearing slated for later this week. The CEOs of technology giants Facebook, Google, and Twitter are expected to testify for an October 28 Senate hearing on tech companies' treatment of speech and information on their platforms. The Senate Commerce uh, Committee voted last week to authorize subpoenas for Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, Sundar Pichai, uh, Pichai, I'm sorry, Pichai of Google, and Jack Dorsey of Twitter to force them to testify if they don't agree to do so voluntarily. Spokespeople for the company said Monday that the CEOs will cooperate. A hearing comes on the heels of the recent release of The Social Dilemma, a documentary that explores the negative impact social media and big tech have on people and focuses on how some tech companies use psychology to influence user habits for profit. Quote, it's because of this business model that's at the heart of these technology companies, which is that they make more money uh, the more time they get you to spend. Tristan Harris, a former Google executive, and co-founder of the Center for Humane Technology, said in a recent interview with Fox News' Bill Hemmer. Harris, who's featured prominently in The Social Dilemma, adds that people are more likely to spend time on content that affirms their prior beliefs. Quote, it's bad for the collective, no matter where you fall on these sides. We need to be able to agree in in society on what we want to do about various problems we have, he said. Whether it's poverty or climate change or racism, whatever we care about, We all have to come together and have a shared set of facts. Technology makes us operate in narrower and narrower, incompatible views of reality. The Senate hearing comes less than a week before Election Day and marks bipartisan criticism of big tech companies, which have been under increasing scrutiny in Washington and from state attorneys general over issues of competition, consumer privacy and hate speech. Republicans have kept up a barrage of criticism of Silicon Valley social media platforms, accusing them of deliberately suppressing conservative views, while Democrats have focused their criticism of social media mainly on hate speech, misinformation, and other content that can incite violence or keep people from voting. Facebook and Twitter faced widespread criticism earlier this month after each social media platform took steps to slow the spread of the New York Post report on emails found on a laptop that purportedly belonged to Hunter Biden. The email the emails detail alleged overseas business dealings with contacts in China and Ukraine. A Facebook representative said the company would limit the spread of the article until its fl- claims could be fact-checked. Twitter blocked the article from being shared entirely in a step, in a step it said was due to its uh, hacked materials policy. Twitter, Twitter also locked uh, the New York Post's account and others that attempted to share the report until their posts were deleted. Jeez Louise. Zuckerberg and Dorsey will voluntarily testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee next month to address allegations of bias in their handling of news coverage during the 2020 election cycle, committee chairman Senator Lindsey Graham announced Friday. President Trump signed an executive order earlier this year challenging the protections from lawsuits under a 1996 telecommunications law that has served as a foundation for more unfettered speech on the Internet. The Social Dilemma docudrama has struck a chord with many people as worries about social media's impact on society and political upheaval grows. Harris says that social media poses a safety and security risk from countries like China and Russia. Quote, there's a kind of World War III of global information warfare that's happening right now, Harris said on a recent episode of the Fox News Rundown podcast. If Russia, China, China try to fly a physical plane in the United States, we'd be shooting them down by the Department of Def- they would be shot down by the Department of Defense. But if they try to fly an information plane into the United States, they're met by a Facebook or Google alg- algorithm, which says, which zip code do you want to target? <laughs> it's a tricky metaphor, but okay. <laughs> uh, Harris cited the debate over fracking as one example how foreign entities use social media to manipulate public discourse in the United States. Russians specifically have gone into, you wouldn't believe this, but anti-fracking and pro-environmentalist groups and tried to amplify environmentalists in the United States because if their voices are heard and saying that we shouldn't frack in this country, it means that we would have to buy more foreign Russian oil, he said. Facebook officials recently come out against the makers of The Social Dilemma with a public statement in which they claim the documentary gives a distorted view of social media platforms. (laughs) Cancel them then. Anyway, uh, quote, we should have conversations about the impact of social media on our lives, but the social dilemma buries the substance in sensationalism, reads the post entitled What the Social Dilemma Gets Wrong. Uh, The social media giant also criticizes the documentary for only having former employees speaking about the platforms. (laughs) Quote, the film's creators do not include insights from those currently working at the companies or any experts that take different view to the narrative put forward by the film, reads the statement. They also don't acknowledge, critically or otherwise, the efforts already taken by the companies to address many of these issues they, were, they raise. Instead, they rely on commentary from those who haven't been on the inside in many
1: years. That's a fair response. That's a fair response, Facebook. Was that Facebook that said that? Yeah, Facebook.
0: Uh, so here's the thing. Is like, I don't think that uh, <laughs> our lawmakers should be uh, uh, getting their ideas of what to do in Congress from Netflix. But then again, you know, um, good documentaries or good docu-series can have a v- very good impact on uh, what we understand, like a very good documentary. Like, let's, t- let's talk about Michael Moore for a second. Michael Moore, very, very leftist guy, all right? But he made his name by doing a documentary about the, the Roger and Me, the, with the closing down of plants and how people had to fend for themselves and somehow the... The company owed them a living, and so forth. Um, and so that's that was that that's what put him on the map. And you know, docu- documentaries. <laughs> this, this is why I love documentaries. I like watching them is because um, uh, documentaries can open people's eyes and enti- an entire culture's eyes to the truth of some matter. All right. However, you know, you'll see plenty of documentaries out there that you know have this uh, spin. Even in the social dilemma, even in the social dilemma. These guys are saying, it's like, yeah, social media is bad and everything like that. And what's the solution? He's like, stop capitalism. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think it's good that we should be looking at the impact social media has on people, because I guarantee you it has psychological effects on us. I guarantee us. Yes. I guarantee you. All right, let's go on to the next story. Uh, can I change my vote trends on Google <laughs> more than, uh, more than 59 million Americans have cast their ballots ahead of November 3rd vote in person. It is Jeez, Louise. Uh, more than 59 Americans have already cast their ballots ahead of election day, but some might be wondering if they can change their vote. According to Google trends, Google searches for, uh, of the phrase, can I change my vote peaked Tuesday morning in the U S around 6 AM Eastern time. One of the subregions where the phrase began trending at one point was in Delaware, the state Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden represented in Senate for 36 years. Other subregions, including uh, included battleground states such as Maine, Pennsylvania, Florida, Ohio, Michigan, North Carolina, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Arizona, according to trend data at various points throughout Tuesday morning. Yes, today. While most states do not al- do not allow voters to change their early votes, there are some that do with restrictions. For example, in New York, if you have submitted an absentee ballot, but change your mind, you can show up uh, to your polling place during early voting or on election day and cast your vote. In which case, the absentee ballot is set aside and not counted according to the state Board of elections. That way you can't cancel it out. <laughs> that way you don't cancel it out, you know? <laughs> I shouldn't have even bothered. I did it twice. Anyway, <laughs> in Michigan, voters have uh, sent in the ballot to wait. in Michigan, Voters who, who have sent in a ballot can submit a written and signed request to their voting clerk by 5 p.m. 5 PM October 30th, requesting that they have the ballot nullified, according to the Detroit Free Press. Minnesotans, uh, who mailed in, is that right, Minnesotans? Who mailed in absentee ballots until, uh, had until October 20th to request a new ballot from their county or city electri- election office. Wah-wah. In New Hampshire, voters who submitted an absentee ballot can go to polls on Election Day during the first hour they're open and vote in person or before the absentee ballot is processed. Damn, that seems shady, doesn't it? (laughs) You sure? You sure you cancel out one? Anyway, Wisconsin, as time allows, a voter can cancel their original absentee ballot and request a new one, but they have until October 29th, the legal deadline uh, for requesting absentee ballots by mail. As of Sunday, the nearly 60 million, 60 million Americans who have voted early in the 2020 presidential election suggest a record turnout this year. In 2016, 47.2 million early votes were cast in the presidential election, according to data from the U.S. Elections Project. President Trump tweeted about the Google trend yesterday, uh, Tuesday morning today and encouraged voters to go do it, claiming without evidence that the trend refers to as changing to me. Trump's tweet says strongly trending Google since immediately after the second debate is, can I change my vote? This refers to changing it to me. Sure, it does not. The answer in most states is yes, go do it. (laughs) Most important election of your life. Ah, Trump. Anyway, while Trump suggested that Google trend started immediately after the debate with Biden on Thursday, data showed the search did not spike until Tuesday morning, five days later. I don't know, maybe people had to sit on it think about it for a while. Do I really want to vote for this guy. I wonder if it has more to do with like Joe Biden and thinking he's running against some George Bush or somebody named George, and like just whew, being obviously out of his mind. And Kamala Harris being the fucking Joker, <laughs> the girl Joker. All right, I want to talk about California real quick. I'm whew, cruising through the show here. Uh, California wildfires force 100,000 from homes in Orange County. Neighbors help fire crews. God bless them. Two major out-of-control wildfires in Southern California have spurred mass evacuations and left two firefighters critically injured as the region faces more dangerous fire weather conditions on Tuesday. The Silverado Fire in Irvine started early Monday morning before growing to some 11,200 acres with 5% containment. Quote, this is a tough fire, Orange County Fire Authority Chief Brian Fennessy told reporters Monday afternoon. We're experiencing very high winds, very low humidities. This is a very hazardous job. (sighs) Uh, Another blaze, the Blue Ridge Fire, grew some 8,000 acres as of Tuesday morning as it threatened hundreds of homes in Yorba Linda. The blaze is 0% contained. Both blazes prom- uh, promoted mass evacuations from more than 100,000 people throughout Orange County as fast-moving flames caused the freeways to close. Damn. One home was reported damaged. Over 700 firefighters battling, are battling both blazes. Pat McGrath, 78, told the Los Angeles Times that she is making breakfast uh, when a stranger pounded on the door of her home in Irvine to inform her of the evacuation orders. I just panicked. I started crying, McGrath said. I'm cold, I'm hungry, I'm stressed, and I don't know what to do. Two firefighters were critically injured, battling the Silverado fire near Irvine, according to the the county's fire authority, which didn't provide details on how the injuries occurred. They each suffered second and third degree burns over large portions of their bodies and were intubated at the hospital, officials said. They're gravely injured, Fennessey told reporters. We're doing all we can for them. Ugh, boy. Fire fire officials said all air support was grounded due to the high winds, which also made water drops from helicopters ineffective. In Yorba Linda, a group of residents in one neighborhood worked alongside fire crews Monday night to battle the flames from the Blue Ridge Fire. Sean Callahan told Fox 11 that he was there for another fire in the community back in 2008 and was ready to help uh, his neighbors with the latest threat. Aren't Americans the best? Uh, Quote, we hopped into action like we did with our neighbors in 2008. Uh, that aren't going to let, and we're not going to let our neighbors down," Callahan said Monday night. When the fire started, Callahan and a group of his friends and neighbors started hosting, uh, starting hosing down the area near where his father lives. We got the hose, and and the fire actually wrapped around the canyons and hopped over. And once it hit my dad, my dad's neighbor's house, we got the hose out, and Cal Fire was up there and split the hydrant. And he told us we can go and uh, and. Go and what to do, and how uh we had one house and the firefighter and the other you <laughs> told fox eleven utility southern california edison reported to the state's public Uta- uh, utilities commission that is uh that is was investigating investigating whether its equipment might have sparked a larger the larger of the two orange county blazes. I think this article is written very quickly. The utility said a wire that lashed a that lashed a telecommunications line to a supporting cable may have struck a 12,000 volt SCE conducting line above it. Utility had cut power to customers in the region to prevent equipment from being knocked down or fouled by debris in the wind, sparking the wildfires. So it's bad out there in California. I hope you all are being very, very safe, being very, very safe. You know, I still, I still love you, California. I know I talked bad about you last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? I know I talked, been talking bad about you lately lately but uh hey you know look out for each other i see you guys are doing as best you can out there god bless you all right let's talk about uh world news for a second italy uh, Italy protests over latest coronavirus crackdowns turned violent okay protesters turned out by the hundreds in turin milan and other italian cities and towns monday to vent their anger sometimes violently at the latest pandemic restrictions that forced restaurants and cafes to close early and shutter cinemas, gyms, and other uh, leisure venues. In the northern city of Turin, some demonstrators broke off from peaceful protests, smashing store windows on an elegant shopping street, uh, setting smoke bombs and hurling bottles at police in a main city square where the Piedmont Regional Government is headquartered, R.A.I. State TV said. A photographer was injured by a hurled bottle, RAI said. Police fired tear gas to clear the protesters in Piazza de Castillo. In the same square hours earlier, some 300 taxis peacefully lined up in neat rows to draw attention to their economic losses from the implosion of tourism and, the, and disappearance of workers from the city center as they do their jobs remotely during the pandemic. Trigger, triggering the violence in turn was a group of ultras, as violent soccer fans are known. <laughs> Uh, The La Presse Presse News Agency said said five of the protesters were detained by authorities. In Italy's business capital, Milan, uh, police used tear gas to scatter protesters Monday night, and and an Associated Press journalist saw at least two people detained. The protest began shortly after the national government's order took effect, requiring bars, cafes, and restaurants to close their doors at 6 p.m., for the next 30 days as Italy tries to rein the resurgence of coronavirus infections in recent weeks. Since most Italians don't dine out before 7.30 p.m., at the earliest, the decree effectively wiped out most of the restaurants' already uh, reduced revenue in the pandemic, although takeout and delivery can continue through midnight. Through to midnight, excuse me. Uh, The crackdown was announced Sunday, a day after Italy registered more than half a million confirmed coronavirus cases since the pandemic's outbreak. Last week a peaceful march by shopkeepers and other business owners in Naples upset about a regional curfew that orders citizens off the streets at 11 p.m. turned violent near the Campania a region region's headquarters Campania campaign, yeah Campania region's headquarters investigators were quoted in Italian media as saying the violence which in which police officers were injured bore the hand of the Camorra
1: a local organized crime group that's why you don't want to s- to do these kinds of things. Anyway, a day later, an extreme political right
0: group, extreme extreme right political group, staged a violent demonstration in downtown Rome. Smaller cities, including uh, Can- Cantina, <laughs> Cantania, in Sicily, and towns also saw protests on Monday in Cremona, a town in northern Lombardy restaurant owners turned out in in front of the local interior ministry's office after banging pots and pots and bands pots and pans they left uh, them piled in the street to highlight the economic woes worsened by the latest early shutdown decree the an news news agency said you know people all over the world are sick of the shutdown they're sick of all this bullshit they believe so many people believe this you know uh, the coronavirus thing is a hoax it's a bunch of nonsense, I hope the video's still recording. <laughs> I, I don't know if the video's still
1: going, but I do know that we are on the last story here. On the last story here.
0: Um, person in police custody donates lottery winnings to the department, tells officers to buy decent coffee. I'm not going to... Is it called burying the lead if I tell you exactly? Okay. I'm not going to do that, whatever it is. Uh, somebody wasn't too happy with the Joe served in jail. <laughs> who calls it the Joe? Who calls who calls coffee Joe anymore? Anyway. A person who recently spent the night in police custody in England surprised the local department with a sarcastic thank you note and winning lottery tickets following their stint, requesting that the officers use their prize money for better coffee. One daring detainee spent a night behind bars at the Parkside station of the Cambridgeshire Police last week for reasons undisclosed, News Agency Southwest News Service reports and anonymously anonymously mailed an unexpected letter to the force soon after. (laughs) In a thank you note, calling the recipient a little star, the handwritten note inside reads, Dear police, the coffee and food was shit. Therefore, go get coffee. C-O-F-F-E. Spelling in check. Included were two scratched-off lottery tickets worth a grand total of eleven dollars and seventy-three cents. <laughs> Sharing the surprise, the Cambridgeshire Police struck back on Facebook, writing, "We take all feedback seriously, and that includes the food and drink served in our cells." Per SWNS, <laughs> that's the Southwest News Service. Uh, "Quote: Thank you for the author of this card, uh, who took the time to review their recent stay with us at Parkside and even brought us." Uh, brought us a couple of scratch cards in the hope that we'd use the winnings to purchase some decent coffee. We'll keep the coffee in the Last story. All right, last story. We'll keep the coffee as it is for now in the hope you won't visit again and donate the winnings to a local charity. (laughs) A spokesman for the department likened the detainee to, uh, quote, like all good, no wait, to all good restaurant critics critics in choosing to remain anonymous in delivering their review BBC reports for coffee snobs curious about what brand of Joe was served the spokesperson described it as the best value for the taxpayer <laughs> that is an excellent response and I'll, I'll tell you why this is great it's like because you know some sometimes it's just bizarre being a cop, because, you know, you're, you lock these people up. You know, it could have been just some drunk. He's in there for one night in the drunk tank or something like that. And he had a couple of scratched off lottery, winning lottery tickets. And he was so pissed about the coffee in the morning before he got released, he decided to send you a note saying, here, buy some decent coffee, assholes. $11.73. That's two or three coffees. I don't know. I don't buy coffee. How much is coffee? A dollar? Dollar and change. All right, so he buys eleven cups, eleven cups of coffee. Assuming taxes less than a dollar seventy-three on eleven cups of coffee. I don't know. I don't buy coffee. I'm not a junkie. But I think this is a funny story to end our show on. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. Next week, uh, we. Uh, I want you to enjoy your Halloween. We got your Halloween coming up. I want you to have a good time. See your neighbors. You know, shake hands. Realize that, you know, hey, we're all not going to die. All right? It's not going to happen. Okay? Go enjoy your Halloween. Have a good time. And our next show is actually on re-election day. So um, I look forward to talking to you then. This has been Shock
1: Monkey Radio. I'm the madman, and I love you.